0: Hey everybody,
1: welcome to Game Off Podcast. This is episode 50, the big 50. Today we're doing a little bit of a retrospective on our last 49 episodes, I guess, and then we'll be talking about Earth Defense Force World Brothers and Scarlet Nexus. I almost forgot my game. I'm your (laughs) co-host Brent, aka Arcadia, along with...
0: Andy, aka Solid Talker, you uh, you were trying so hard to remember the name of my game, you completely spaced on your own, <laughs> didn't you?
1: I, I really did. It's what a fucking mouthful. Let's get that out of the way. Earth <laughs> Defense Force World Brothers. What? Yep. What are the world? Actually, I pr- should probably save that.
0: Oh, you absolutely I, should because it's it's a lot. We'll get <laughs> I, into it. Don't you worry.
1: Literally didn't know this game came out. Most of my questions are going to be name related. <laughs> so. 50 episodes Andrew. Yeah. How do you feel about Game Off podcast after 50 episodes?
0: You know? Fine. <laughs> no, it's it's been a lot of fun and I feel like I've I've played a lot of games that I wouldn't have played otherwise. And I'm as I was saying that sentence wondering if that was a good thing or not. Because <laughs> as I looked through some of the games that we've played in the last couple of years uh i don't like a lot of them i don't like that i played <laughs> yeah. some of these yeah we we played a
1: ton of games in that in our first year yeah and there were a lot of shitters in there
0: <laughs> yeah they, they sure were you noticed that too huh there, there oh, were okay. a lot of bad games in that list
1: Yeah, our our bottom, oh wow, (laughs) I was going to just read off our bottom four for 2019, which is the year we started this, Mm -hmm. and uh, at 38 it was Apex Legends, then Shenmue 3, then The Division 2, and then lastly was Trover Saves the Universe, so you had three of those (laughs) games, while I had the absolute (laughs) worst one of the year, in my opinion. You know, Uh. it's
0: it's actually funny, because I've gone back and played... More Apex Legends since then. I, I was actually playing Apex oh. Legends maybe like a month or two ago, and I think that was one of the ones that unfortunately, because it was the first, I think it was the first episode we talked about Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it, it just I think it got hurt from being that early in that everything else just did yeah. cause it, because because it, it is a competent game and I I've had a lot of fun playing with it since then. And it's definitely better than a lot of the other games. Looking back on that list, it's better than New Dawn. It's better than Phoenix Point. It's better than Ring Fit Adventure. You know, it's it's better than a lot of the stuff on that list.
1: Yeah, fair fair dues. And uh, it's worth noting too that we also changed the format up quite a bit over yes. over that year. Mostly by the end of 2019, it was basically a completely different format. But it was like a head-to-head competition at the time, and we uh, maybe unfairly said that Anthem was the better of the two games. And that, uh, yeah,
0: that and is. So an, it's 2020. That's a really interesting thing to look back at it as well, because like when you look at some of these games and what kind of legacy they've had since then, you know, it, it's almost like looking at Best Picture winner, winners from the 80s and 90s to see how many yeah. people still like, you know, seeing that like, oh, remember Shakespeare in Love? <laughs> remember that movie? That people cared about for a period of time. <laughs> like I, I see games in here like Children of Morta. Okay, Children of Morta. All right, that was a fine game, but yeah, n- no impact. Just kind of came and went.
1: Yeah, that was in our our best round of sixteen too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I- exactly. Or even even stuff like I remember the Surge too. You played that. That was a I... <laughs> it was a big did... deal for a, a hot week. Yeah, I still haven't...
1: I've, that's a game I've been meaning to go back to since I played this game in what I assume was early 2019, so that's... Uh, oh, God. <laughs> the backlog <laughs> never ends.
0: No, it doesn't. And then when you start looking at the ones that you, you need to replay, like since we recorded it, uh, you know, episode 12, I replayed... I played through Remnant from the Ashes two additional times. No, no kidding. It, it may be one of my most played games from that year, but at the time, it just... You know, it wasn't hitting just quite right, and now it—I it, would put it as one of my favorite Souls-like games. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just calling into question this whole venture and the validity of it.
1: <laughs> well, it—it's funny because I've played a few of the games that you had played since then. Oh, I think that maybe you're not doing Children of Morta. It's fair do. I think it belongs in like that top sixteen area for sure.
0: Oh, it's—it's um, it's really good. It's just. It just kind of came and went, it is more more yeah. my thing. Like, it didn't have any real... It's only been two years, and it's a game that I kind of forgot about.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Despite
0: it being, like, gorgeous. Like, really just gorgeous fluid animations and pixel art at the time. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I say at the time, like, it's, like, <laughs> that pixel art dated. Like, it still looks gorgeous and That's... fluid.
1: <laughs> that SNES-inspired new wave... <laughs>
0: Or even, like, game, games in the lower down in that list, like John Wick Hex and uh, Void Bastards. Stuff that just, I, I remember being a big deal when they were released, and I, I don't think anyone talks about John Wick Hex yeah. after that first week.
1: Yeah, Void Bastards is one that I did, and I th- we think we both played it at the same time, so it was just one of those ones we both had it and put it in. And, like, I think you ended up playing it a lot more than me. The only thing that really drew me in was the aesthetic of the whole thing. And, mm-hmm. like, for some reason, the gameplay loop just lost me so quickly. And, like, it was just weird little frustrations and, like, the procedurally generated maps I just lost interest in so quickly. I don't know why.
0: Yeah. Even as I'm, like, and I'm thinking about it now um, <laughs> and thinking, like, do I want to go back and replay that? Maybe, they, maybe that's something that I can appreciate more now. But at the same time, knowing that I won't and I can't. And
1: it's... <laughs>
0: Uh, but then uh, on the other side of that, games that I played that you hadn't was I finally got around to playing Control last year, oh, uh, yeah. you know, well outside that. And that was you know I was glad that that ended up taking our, our thing because that was definitely the best game that we played. The best yeah. game that we covered uh, out of all of them was Control. That game is just a, a masterpiece. And I say that having no experience with Kingdom Hearts or um, Fire Emblem, but yeah. I- I'm going to assume that Control was better than both of those.
1: Yeah, looking back, I think Control and Fire Emblem were by far my two favorite games of the year and Kingdom Hearts 3, like w- w- just coming off of that high. I was like, "Oh, it hits all the right notes. It's so nostalgic. It's so great." But then like as as time went on, it was I cooled on it a lot. And I de- I out of those 3 games, Kingdom Hearts 3 was the only one I didn't 100% or try 100%. I guess in 3 Houses, you have to play the game 4 times. I did not play that 4 times. But anyway, <laughs> um did yeah, you... I think even Outer Worlds I probably had a better time with than Kingdom Hearts 3, looking back.
0: Did you ever go back and play any of the additional Outer Worlds content?
1: I have not. I don't know why. I can never turn on a game six months after I've beaten it and just get back into it and play some, like, four-hour DLC. It just never works out for me.
0: Nope. No, it doesn't. I, I, I In a maybe a year or two's time, I will go back and replay Outer Worlds. Yeah and then if i'm lucky i'll have enough energy to get through the dlc but probably not until not until then yeah which is a shame cuz w- when we ask talked for about it outer
1: worlds or control
0: i said outer worlds
1: okay so i've made a complete fool of myself cuz i've done that with outer worlds but not Control. <laughs> so out of the top 4 games the only game with de- actually probably out of all of these games the only game's dlc's that i've played are outer worlds and i've played both of them
0: you, and it's actually funny, I played when I played through control, I got to the DLC. Yeah, I, mean, I, I played through the main story, beat it, yeah. and then went on to the DLC and I I lost steam during the DLC. I don't know why. It just it was one of those things that like it was such an emotional roller coaster and there was so much going on in that story that to like jump back into it with kind of what felt like a lower stake story. Yeah. It was just kind of like, oh, oh, oh okay, I guess we can do this. Cool. Yeah. Oh, like, I'm happy to be back in this world, but I just did all that other stuff.
1: Yeah, I think that summarizes it pretty well. It's like that, that's a game with like a really, really good narrative. And you, you're like compartmentalizing some other story after you've reached this like super climactic ending. It's just like I don't have the will to go- jump back in. Like Three Houses I felt it's very similar to Two, but Outer Worlds, like I barely remember the end of that game, so it's so so easy to just jump back in and be like, oh yeah, I'll just go to a new world and like it's like I never stopped playing. Was was that the narrative's a, kind of whatever.
0: Was Outer Worlds one of those games that has like the ending Tron 5000? Like you get to a point where it's just <laughs> yeah. like okay, now you have to push one of the three buttons to decide yeah, the, the fate of everything?
1: Like, you can make like A couple of like branching decisions along the way but then it's like like near where it's like the game just ends like you you completed ending a like then you go back and you try and then you get further along and then then you get to like this ending 5000 where it's like oh you have enough science skill like you could do this or yada 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 and then the game ends there's not much that happens at the end of that game
0: okay i i'm thinking of like uh was it like I think Deus Ex Human Revolution, where you get to the point you they just put you in a room and say like, all right, so what do you want to happen? Do you want to do the good thing, the bad thing, or the super bad thing? And
1: yeah. whichever
0: button you push plays a different ending cinematic.
1: I know. Dark Souls does that exact same thing and people love it. And I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, do you want to turn on the fire, turn off the fire, or leave entirely? It's like, uh, doesn't matter. I don't even know what the story of this fucking game is.
0: Something about bells. I remember there being something about bells in Dark Souls <laughs> too. About that.
1: You gotta dingle the bells and then you do the thing. Yeah. Um, any any other thoughts on 2019 while I try and remember the question I had?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. It, it's it's just an interesting look. It, it's being reminded of games that, that I played that I have no memory of playing. Like John Wick Hex or Bloodstain. I beat Bloodstained Ritual of the Night and I have no specific memories of that game. I have more memories of Wolfenstein Youngblood, and that game was Hot Garbage Soup. <laughs> I, I, I see the word Pokemon in here. I don't even know what Pokemon game that's referring to.
1: Where? Oh, yeah. It's
0: just Pokemon. <gasps> which one would yeah, that, have, that been? have
1: been? That must have been Sward, which I got about halfway through, and I had like never even thought about playing again. Like, that's probably the only Pokemon game that I've started and not finished, just because it was, didn't do anything new for the franchise at all. <laughs> it's like it's 3d now okay what else is there like uh aren't you happy with the 3d it's like it's pokemon we don't we're not exactly innovative is that not enough for you (laughs) it wasn't it really wasn't which i thought i was going to be like oh my god this is the one i've been waiting for for a decade i'm ready (laughs) it was not
0: (laughs) now you you played a bit of the division too after i did didn't you
1: yeah, yeah, and I had very mixed feelings about it. I mean, I probably wouldn't rank it as the second lowest, but I I played uh, with some friends, Borderlands 3 in The Division 2, and both were kind of a hot mess, and I played them both probably a year after they released. Um, but we had fun. I mean, I played with three other people, so it's, like, hard to not have fun. It's like going to a pizza restaurant. you just just going to talk shit about each other and, like... Have fun, no matter how gross the pizza is, right?
0: Right, and that's. I think that's the the real problem with those types of games is when you allow people to have that kind of like camaraderie and that kind of experience, it it excuses all manner of sins in the game itself. Yeah, and then sometimes you know in games like uh, low budget or small team games like you know, like Among Us or Fall Guys, where like people play in groups and, and have fun like that, it's fine because you're kind of painting over the cracks of a smaller game. <laughs> yeah. But in something like the Division Two or Borderlands Three, where you're like, this game this is a game that costs dozens of millions of dollars to make. You shouldn't have these issues. You should yeah. have thought this shit through.
1: I will say I had the strain like the most problems I've ever had with a video game in my entire life. With Borderlands 3. That sounds It was right. the most technically re- beyond sanity thing I have ever played. Frequently, not just me, all four of the people I played with, we all had uh, Xbox One Xs. Frequently, it would just hard crash the Xbox and it would have to do a full reboot. Wow. This is, these are devices with hard drives, so it would take like five minutes to reboot the machine. <laughs> Um, and if you played it in the performance mode, which is supposed to lower the frames per second and favor, or no, raise the frames per second, lower resolution to favor a smooth performance, the game is unplayable if you played in performance mode, which is a bit counterintuitive, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, that, that was just what we dealt with. There was constant, like, frame rate tanks throughout the game. Uh, the hard crashes were obviously the biggest deal. Like, I'd never experienced that in my life. Like, I've lost hours of my life just waiting for people to restart their computer, or not their computer, their <laughs> Xbox, just to finish missions. It's insanity. Go fuck yourself, Gearbox. There you go.
0: What about 2020? Unless you remembered your 2019 thought.
1: No, it's, it's gone. All right. <laughs> we're moving on.
0: 2020. <laughs> uh, remember Bleeding Edge?
1: <laughs> I thought about so the achievements in bleeding edge are pretty easy so i thought about just like playing it for a few hours and just wrapping up and uninstalling it never thinking about it again and i could not motivate myself to turn that game on again because i remembered how terrible the gameplay was and now i think it's offline or i think they stopped selling it maybe i don't remember i think it's coming offline permanently soon though
0: you don't I feel like if you're selling a live service game or a game that requires, you know, it's online only requires online servers and shit like that to run, um, and you won't let people set up their own, you know, dedicated servers, give them a server browser, you know, that kind of thing, and you can't make the game last a year, you <laughs> should just go to jail, just go straight to jail, like no trial, just, I'm sorry, everyone involved with Battleborn goes to jail. <laughs> yes And that's just, this is specifically like Bleeding Edge It's about Bleeding Edge but it's really about Battleborn I paid full price for that fucking game And I really <laughs> liked too. it I liked that game uh, a I, lot I hated it Oh did you... <laughs> uh, yeah no, play,
1: I... play the demo, it was like a, a show dog It's like, play the demo, looked great, played great And then you get it back home And it's like, what the fuck did I just sign up for <laughs> It's like, tearing up your carpets Shitting in your bed.
0: Like, yeah, I, I talk about a, a game life. that fucking crashed and with. <laughs> well, I mean that's that's just Gearbox. They just make broken games.
1: Yep. Oh, f- fuck you, Gearbox, round two. Captain hey. Subasa. I forgot you played that. That so that is so out of character for you.
0: If there's any game that I've purchased that proves Nintendo needs a fucking refund system on their Switch, <laughs> it's Captain <laughs> Fucking. Su- I don't think that had. I've been trying to get enough to say about it for this podcast I would have played more than half an hour of that game it was (laughs) such a fucking tease I thought I I I thought you liked it more than that (laughs) no because it I thought I was getting a fun actiony anime soccer game like Shaolin soccer the game but I got like what if we made fire emblem but replaced all of the turn based tactical battling with a lame soccer game (laughs) <laughs> but left the same amount of dialogue and talking. I don't care so, about this. I just wanted to play like anime Super Mario Strikers. I'm sure if I went back and re-listened to that episode, my my anger is well conveyed. Not as well. I, I did recently re-listen to uh, my anger at Animal Crossing, and I don't think I conveyed how angry that game made me well enough. <laughs> if I could, If I could do any episode over again... It would be Animal Crossing. Oh and not so I could play it again, but because I just don't think that I succinctly got how much I fucking hated that game and how angry <laughs> I, it made me.
1: I got a lot of personal comments about that one that were like, "Andy needs to calm down about Animal Crossing. So I, I, to some degree, you got I will it not
0: <laughs> calm down about Animal Crossing. Stop. <laughs> Nintendo is not a child. We don't need to coddle Nintendo and tell them, good job. Good job with your game. It looks so nice. Put it on the fridge. No, it's a $60 game that they're selling us. We should expect <laughs> fucking something from them. Not like, oh, I made Pokemon again, but I added six new ones. Look at me. Look at me, mommy. <laughs> no, get it out of here. Have fucking standards, <laughs> Nintendo. All
1: right. So we got Nintendo <laughs> and Gearbox
0: on blast. I just, they <laughs> just blacklisted. They, they just make me so mad <laughs> all the time. All the time. That fucking Amiibo thing where they were selling fast travel for Skyward Sword through scalpable limited edition physical object DLC. (laughs) What the fuck is that?
1: That was actually cancer.
0: What kind of capitalist hellscape is Nintendo creating? Of Of all the companies to create like, like they basically invented NFT DLC, but with just actual physical goods. Uh, I'm just going to take oh. digital goods, attach them to physical goods, make 20 of them, sell one in every state, and then shrug when people get upset and they go for $1,000 on eBay. <laughs> it's
1: what Starbucks does it. They have all those mugs. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck you, Nintendo. God damn it.
0: Remember when Starbucks used to have those little cards where you could get free I- iTunes downloads? No. What? Oh, yeah. They'd had they have, have like, these little cards that you'd get at... um. A checkout where it'd be like, "Hey, check out this new artist. It's it sounds like Matt and Kim, but it's cheaper." And then you could go and download it off of iTunes for free.
1: Uh, I, I, where I grew up, we were too poor to have a Starbucks. So. <laughs> thanks, thanks for putting me on blast, Andy.
0: <laughs> I, I have a, I have a general PTSD. idea. I have a general idea of where you grew up. It's not like it's not like you're coming from Bosnia. <laughs>
1: Whoa, Bosnia! <laughs> Bosnia on blast now. Nobody's (laughs) safe.
0: I really don't know anything about Bosnia. Like I just have it in my mind as a war torn country because of the Clinton administration.
1: (laughs) Apologize to my people.
0: (laughs) Little did I know that you've been Bosnian this entire time. (laughs) Uh,
1: oh. Oh god. Um yeah we changed the (laughs) we changed the format. (laughs) We did change the format. (laughs) <laughs> we ended up splitting the <laughs> the grid so we'd each have our own top eight and uh, sort of hack them up against each other. And we had a uh, pretty contentious, uh final round. I don't know if we want to spoil it. I don't think it matters. We're in not, the middle of a season anyway.
0: Yeah, I think if you haven't listened to it by now, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. We're, we're not friends. That's plain and simple. Go back and listen to it. Anyway,
1: yeah, we, got, we ended up with Yakuza 7... And Monster Train. And Yakuza 7 is one of my favorite games of all time. But also, Monster Train's one of the best games made of all time. It God, was,
0: Monster Train is so good.
1: It's so perplexing to be... I, I remember just, like, nearly crying in frustration. Just like, I can't I can't decide. Can't decide. <laughs> yeah. Between my between
0: my babies. I can't.
1: Oh, But, man. in the end, we gave it to Monster Train. Because, let's...
0: You know what and they just it was their year.
1: They they deserved it. They it, earned it. Card card games have come so far and especially off the back of Slay the Spire which we didn't review because we're idiots and fucked up when that game came out because it was in uh early access for so long. Did we it, it did feel right?
0: Did we pull an academy here and give a retroactive Oscar to something that maybe deserved it a couple of years ago, but we fucked up at the time. I, You know, I'm not going to say that's what happened.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to say I'll hashtag Oscar's too white or anything. <laughs> no,
0: I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> you know, the one um, the one that, I, looking back on this, um, that I had completely forgotten about was Carrion. Hmm. That was another one that I, I think at the time I expected to be a bigger deal than it ended up being.
1: Yeah, I still, I still think of it as like such a flat experience. Like I enjoyed it for what it was, and the movement felt really cool. But yeah, I, did you get a chance to play it after the that episode?
0: No, I didn't. <laughs> like you telling me oh. about it felt like it was enough. Like you, yeah. you gave me a pretty good description. I was like okay, I get it. I don't, I don't need to install this game. That's free.
1: I think that really is it. If you went on to to Twitch and watched twenty minutes of somebody playing that game, you got the whole game. Hmm. You got the whole experience. Like, yeah, you leveled up, but it didn't mean anything really. <laughs> it's uh, it was it was okay. I I played it all the way through. I got all the achievements. So it's not like I hated my life. Like I just just uh just just finished it, and then I never haven't thought about it since.
0: <laughs> I would be interested. Um to look at our list and just see how many games off of both of our our lists were games that we got through Game Pass.
1: Uh it's it's gotten more and more every year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, and especially as more and more like of those double A and indie darling games end up on Game Pass as well. Like it's it's easy to just oh, I'll just wait a month or two and it'll end up on Game Pass and I'll play it then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially, so, like, we we started off really um, sort of gung-ho. Like, we were going to review nearly every game, every important game that came out throughout the year. And in 2019, we did 41 games. And in in 2020, we did 36 games. So, it was pretty on par. Um, And this year, we're well behind.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, with, with the election and then... (laughs) <laughs>
1: the election. Ah. <Ugh.
0: laughs>
1: I was going to say that we just... Both of us move, but not at the same time. Oh, yeah, just,
0: that did it, too. B-
1: both of us have had, like, nightmare scenarios. But I-, I found that the less games I've played, the more ended up being on Game Pass. Just because it was like, I don't have time to do research f- <laughs> f- around this game and make a a uh, good decision. So I'll just start this game up, and we'll talk about it next week. Um. This year, I probably already bought more games than I have in the last couple years, but I'm also not playing them because I don't have fucking time. So, like, the game I played today, Scarlet X is not on Game Pass, but I think most of the games I've played this year have been.
0: I think it's 50-50 for me, um, and... Actually, no, that's an entire lie. I've not played any Game Pass games yet.
1: It's oh, been 50-50
0: for me on Switch games, bizarrely. Ah, and... There Uh, The the one I'm playing today is not one that I is one that I very proudly paid full price for.
1: (laughs) I mean, you have to, right? Yeah, gotta. It'll the price will never go down on Earth Defense Force. No,
0: no, those games never go down in price ever. Yeah.
1: So why wait?
0: Do do we want to? Do you have any final thoughts on our last fifty episodes before we jump into this episode? I didn't have a good transition there.
1: This, but this is the episode, Andy. You're blowing my mind. You know. Brent. What have we been doing this whole time?
0: Oh shit, was I supposed Ta-da. to be recording?
1: <laughs> oh fuck. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I uh, can't wait to get into more recording and more games once yeah. I'm actually settled into the house and uh, we'll bring a more consistent game off to people who, who listen.
0: It's going to turn into a bunch of micro-episodes on Twitch. Just like 30 seconds each. Just jumping into it. Mario Golf, Super Strikers, whatever is fucking garbage. Don't play it; it's stupid. Look at it. everything's so flat. I hate it. Okay, bye. And then it'll play like a Doja Cat song, and then million views.
1: You know, we really have been doing it wrong this whole damn time. <laughs> what is this format? What are we doing here?
0: There are no fun dance memes that are going to come out of this format whatsoever.
1: <laughs> um, any any closing thoughts for you on uh,
0: the last fifty? No, no. I've got, I'm excited to to keep moving on and and seeing what other weird trends in gaming we happen to stumble upon and um you know try to find other excuses to talk about like cyborg justice or jane the virgin or whatever the fuck it is i'm on about this week <laughs>
1: the cw lord
0: yeah man something CW cw's not even around anymore isn't it like Freeform now i don't know what the
1: fuck you're talking about look
0: somewhere out there someone is developing a pilot for hillary duff and i'm waiting some network out there they are
1: they're doing uh how i met your father starring hillary oh, that's though.
0: right shit well okay
1: uh, keep that may be on freeform don't quote me though
0: <laughs> see look at this it's all coming together fuck. fuck the prophet has spoken all thanks to the game off podcast <laughs> didn't okay they, didn't they already try to do how i met your father like right after how i met your mother ended with
1: they did and i don't know they, i guess it just didn't pan out but like i think it's a totally different like cast and showrunner now and yeah, it's got got the Hill Duff.
0: I mean, I'm I'm Wait, all for more Hillary Duff in the world.
1: I missed that boat entirely. Every kid in middle school was like, yo, let's talk about Hillary Duff. I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what was that show she was on? Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. I was going to say Hannah Montana, but and then she was on shows a season, how out of touch I am.
0: She was on a season of Gossip Girl, and then she was on Younger with... I can't remember that fucking woman's name. Any t- I never remember her name. But she's younger? on Younger, yeah. It's I think it's a maybe it's a CW show or an FX show. It's about a. You, it's about. Did is you, your antenna broken? No, you only get the one channel. <laughs> I gotta. I'm listening to a lot of radio dramas. Oh
1: god! All right, let's let's go to our showcase of the week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Earth Defense Force World Brothers. Yeah. What, tell. I need to know about the name. Like, start telling me why.
0: So. What you need to know about Earth Defense Force World Brothers is that everything's changed, but everything's also still the same. And <laughs> that makes I'm not it. that makes for a really good game in, in, a, in a very weird way. Earth Defense Force is, is traditionally a third-person action game very loosely around the idea of ants and other aliens, giant bug aliens are coming to attack the Earth, and you choose from a bunch of different classes of people to shoot them in the face. And that goes on for like 150 levels, and then you've won, is the general idea. And it's very clearly like a, a, a B-tier game that they sell for an A-tier price. <laughs> the writing is incredibly campy and over-the-top uh, and nonsensical. I don't know if it's that, that nonsensical in its original Japanese, but the localization is definitely over-the-top and insane. The World Brothers is a kind of a twist on the old formula, because now... It's a voxel-based game. It almost looks like that What was that voxel-based RPG for the PS4? Remember that one? It was like mm. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, it looks like that one. It's 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 voxel-based almost like Minecraft Dungeons is, but in a third-person shooter game. Uh so everything's made out of tiny little bl- uh bricks, bricks or blocks, but not <laughs> not a combination of the two. And otherwise, it's the same gameplay. Aliens come down from space, you shoot them with your guns. The World Brothers aspect comes into it because you now can find other members of the Earth Defense Force team from all around the world and rescue them and have them as a squad of four different characters on each mission that you can swap between rather than your one character that you you select before each mission. So it almost plays like uh, if you ever played... Dragon Quest Warriors or uh, Hyrule Warriors. Did you play either of those? Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, well, a little bit.
0: But that same kind of like you've got four guys, they have generally similar playstyles, but with a couple of different specials each and you can hot swap between them and you just kind of when you swat, switch, you teleport to the other one on the battlefield wherever they are and nice. start playing from them. It's a lot of fun. The thing that makes it incredibly interesting is how racist it is. this took a turn it did and i don't i don't know whether to call it racist or not um it's it's hard to explain so each of the world brothers that you find is from a different country or an existing class from a previous earth defense force game so i guess in previous earth defense force games you'd have classes like Ranger or Fencer or these tank guys or assault guys that were based around their around what they did and how their play style and their fighting style. Some of them could fly, some of them could take more damage. It kind of made a lot of sense. And those classes from all the previous Earth Defense Force exist as people that you can find in missions and rescue and recruit. But there's also nationalities. So you can recruit members from Spain or England or the Netherlands or Brazil or Argentina or Japan or China, all over the place.
1: I'm I'm getting concerned. Yeah,
0: well, you going. should. You should. You should be getting concerned. It's a very concerning thing that's about to happen here. Um, each of these nationalities is represented by a really weird caricature of that nationality. Um, so, for example... Uh, The one, the the Earth Defense Force character that comes from Mexico is called the Amigo Brother. And he's got a sombrero and a gaucho and a guitar. No. And his special is effectively him doing what you would think of as the Mexican hat dance, which buffs everyone in his area.
1: No, (laughs) that is racist.
0: (laughs) Or you've got from England, the Royal Brother, who is dressed like Uh, a beefeater. And has a rifle, and his specials are throwing down a castle wall or throwing down a platoon of tiny little bee feeders who shoot at things for you.
1: Uh, less offensive, but still not great. But still,
0: but still not great, is it? It's still not great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, I think the the one from China, I can't remember its name. uh is a is I think the bamboo brother. It's a, it's a panda. It's a man in a uh, pa- it's a man in a panda suit. No. So like, it's so over the top. It's one of those things, almost like it's difficult to know if it's offensive because it's so offensive. Does that make sense? Like, yes. It, it covers, like, the Americans are represented by cowboys. There's a Maasai one. There's, um, th- there's the Tulip Sister from the Netherlands, who who has a <laughs> windmill power. Like, I don't. Is it horrible? Oh. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but a it, bit. but it's horrible across the board to everyone? <laughs> well, does that help? No.
1: <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Why did they do this?
0: Why did they do it is a great question. Um it's also because they are all weird 3D voxel caricatures like I, it, the thing is i don't think anything in this game is done from a position of hate it's very clearly a game that is done from a position of silliness like that is a hundred percent there and it's not just a localization thing the fact that the um that the australian brother is is a man in a koala suit it's clearly like from a place of silliness
1: so can you play as a Mexican character and choose the ability you want to? Or would someone who wants to play as a Mexican character be locked into that one ability? They
0: would be locked into that one ability. That, that is, so that I, is... think,
1: I think that's the most problematic part. It's like I want to play as someone that looks like me, but I have to play a stereotype that's been plaguing me my whole life.
0: Yes, and that definitely is not great. That definitely makes it really difficult to, I don't want to say to justify, because none of it's necessary. None of this needed to happen this way. Yeah. But it's just so, it's so much all of the time. All of it is so over the top. And the game itself, the Earth Defense Force games, are also so over the top that it all just kind of gets wrapped up and it feels like you're eating like a Nutella sandwich. Like, you can't taste anything anymore. Everything's just covered in sugar. Um, So, it's tough, because the gameplay's great. I love the decisions that they made with the gameplay. And even the storyline of the game itself is a very... It's a very pro-unity across the world. Like, individual nations and the things that are different about us are stupid. We all, we as a world and as a people, work better when we work together as a... Uh, as a species, as a planet. Mm. Like, we all need to come... that's
1: a good message.
0: It it is. It is. And, like, (laughs) three or four of the missions in a row are talking about... um, You recruit a ninja brother from Japan, and he's very hungry and wants miso soup. And so several of the missions are all just about you gathering the ingredients to get miso soup. (laughs) And... Like, uh, the dialogue throughout that whole thing is talking about, like, the, the you've got miso soup, this very, you know, it presented in the game as this extremely Japanese thing. And they start talking about how, like, 90% of the soybeans that are consumed in Japan are imported from the United States. <laughs> like, it's it's got a lot of that kind of talk in it of, like, this is a global thing. Even these extremely cultural things are very global. And inter- mm. intertwined and interconnected in ways that that we're not aware of, or people are not generally aware of. So interesting. It, it's really hard to to wrap my head around. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, I, I think part of the reason I'm being as generous to this game as I am is because it's the only game I've ever played where I could play as a Portuguese stereotype. <laughs> there is there is a Portuguese, not Brazilian portuguese caricature that i can play as and i cannot tell you how excited i was to see that even though it was an 18th century explorer who shoots a cannon
1: (laughs) the glory days of portugal yeah
0: like a a three-masted ship I say 18th century like 14th century explorer on a three-masted ship who shoots cannons and has a really weird accent but I was just, I was so <laughs> oh. excited for any kind of Portuguese representation in a game that wasn't about <laughs> medieval Europe or soccer.
1: <laughs> soccer.
0: Huh. So its it's been a real emotional train wreck, this game. I, I, yeah,
1: so to be clear, <laughs> this is a third person shooter still, right?
0: Yes, it is still a third person shooter.
1: <laughs> okay, just wanted to make sure. When you said gathering bits for miso soup, I was like, well, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's basically like the ninja is doing all of this while you're... It's like, hey, keep shooting the ants while I go ga- gather. You know, I, I find okay. some, some uh, miso paste that I can use to make my miso soup. It's somewhere in the city. <laughs> you keep shooting ants.
1: Okay. All right.
0: I, I don't know. It's a real tough call for me because there's a lot of problems with it. But on a very basic level, I love it but there's also a lot wrong with it.
1: Well, you are a longtime franchise fan, so... I,
0: I am. Hey. I am. And I am very excited to even just talk about an Earth Defense Force game on this podcast that actually came out the year that I'm talking about it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, did we end up mentioning that in the retrospective? <laughs> our, our special exclusion and why we had an odd number of games in one year?
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, I covered Earth Defense Force game, and during the conversation... We um we realized that it didn't actually come out that year. It came out the year before. <laughs> so that was embarrassing for me a little bit. Just just a little bit.
1: Yeah well. So, yeah. So, I, I haven't done it, but
0: so I don't understand, <laughs> but <laughs>
1: Um, so uh question wise, I think the only thing I have to ask is how does it compare to the last Earth Defense Force you played?
0: It's the best Earth Defense Force game I've played. It, no, it's. Yeah, no it, it really, I would say that it has really done a great job f- condensing the formula down, getting the right feeling of difficulty, the pacing of the levels, the length of the levels. It feels really good. It plays and feels better. Like Earth Defense Force games always feel a little broken and a little janky, mm-hmm. but the jank in this. Because of its theme and the silliness in the way that it's animated and looks, the jank almost works better than huh. when they were trying to make it look more realistic. It's the best one I've played, um, which makes all of this very difficult.
1: All right. Any uh, closing thoughts, then?
0: You shouldn't not do buy this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Buy this game, but don't tell your friends you bought it. <laughs> Shamefully like buy don't, it.
1: Just to- it's like you hide honeypot from your activities.
0: <laughs> exactly. Wow, this is not a great year for me on games. I've got a lot of questionable choices. <laughs> you're,
1: you're exposed, Andy. We see you for who you really are.
0: Uh, everyone knows I'm a racist sex pest now. <laughs> sex pest. Okay. What, please, please start talking about Scarlet Nexus.
1: <laughs> no, no. Oh, I'll, wait. I'll wait for you to tell us why racism makes sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you see, the Dutch Scar- people.
1: Oh God, um, yeah. Scarlet Nexus is um, <laughs> Scarlet Nexus is a Japanese developed game. Um, Bandai Namco, I think, developed and published it. Um, it's what you need to know about the story is that there's an anime tie-in to it coming soon. <laughs> um, you, is there, there are two. Yeah, there's two different playthroughs that you can play through where. Uh, a boy and a girl with time travel power sort of run in tandem. And they there are the most contrived reasons imaginable for them to be fighting each other constantly. Where both of them are like, I don't really want to fight them, but I have to because I can't talk about my problems. So they'll keep fighting <laughs> each other throughout the entire story. Um, but it's like this sort of, I don't know, it's like cyber-y... Uh, tendrils of wires will come out of the air uh, and like jab you in the neck and you'll like reach enlightenment and like suddenly be able to fight out of your mind some of the some of the combat in the game is really cool like when you do do that and you reach this like next level it's called brain field you'll basically go into this like whole other realm and then suddenly you're like you're like, uh, what's-her-name from Control, and you're just chucking things like right out of the sky, left and right, and just dumpstering people. Like The combat really does click a lot of times, um, even if all the setup for it's like total non- <laughs> nonsense. But you forgive it, because it's a video game. Um, but yeah, as you're going through, I played the storyline with the female character, which I think is sort of supposed to be played second. From what I've seen, because it feels super contrived all the times. So it would just be like, oh, go to this place for no good reason. And it's like, oh, the other team's here. It's time to fight them. Like, what the fuck is going on? But the game's strong suit and why I ultimately really did enjoy this game was the combat is a lot of fun. It, I, I described it as something of a mix between, like, Devil May Cry and NieR. Where like Devil May Cry being like a super pure sort of action hack and slash game. And you're sort of having like a lot of different systems and a lot of shit noise going on. There may not be any (laughs) right way to do anything, but you're just like, your senses are just overwhelmed all the time by the combat. You have like up to four bros on your team, similar to your game. (laughs) um, But they're not, two of them will be on the field with you, just auto attacking and stuff. And... But you can get four max abilities to use, and you can chain them together to have really cool effects.
0: So, what, what kind of uncomfortable um, stereotypes did those bros have?
1: <laughs> uh, they were all anime tropes. <laughs> none mm. of them were, uh, none of them were out of the ordinary. If you <laughs> watch anime or play Japanese games, Fair. there's the, the there's the tsundere one, there's the mom one, there's the lazy one, and there's the super passionate. I don't care about anything. One, uh, so that's all the characters. That sounds all right. Um, yeah, they're all they're all uh, pretty flat. I mean, like the most like characterization they get is when they sort of start to like each other more. I guess, whereas like you have the sundere one, and he's like, uh, "I I hate you all. I'm so much better than you." And eventually, he's like, "Teamwork makes the dream work." So <laughs> I was like, "Of course, this was gonna fucking happen." Um, but. Yeah, so you can chain like the buddy abilities to have really cool effects. Um, one of them I would do a lot was uh, duplication into the electricity ability, where you basically, with duplication, if you start it early, you could just start like chucking rocks and stuff. Um, there's a lot of environmental stuff in the game, I should note when I say this. So you'll just pick up stuff like you would in control and just throw it at people. You can only do this in a limited amount of time. Um, and then you can like activate the attack abilities um, once you've knocked down the enemy and stuff. So if you chain them together, you can get really cool effects. Uh, there's an invisibility that one that where you like the enemies can't attack you, and then you get a uh, super strong strike on them, stuff like that. You get, you get. It.
0: Yeah, yeah. A- at any point, yeah. and I-, I don't want you to have to get into spoilers, but at any point, do you have to defeat God using the power of friendship?
1: <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> okay, that's fair. It's a, that's 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 my
0: question. Anytime I see uh, an anime esque game where you have a group of friends or people who Let, become let's... friends,
1: <laughs> yeah. One one of, one of the things I uh, noted was the friends you make along the way are what really make the game great. <laughs> <laughs> um, there there is a character that can absorb all of the other. A character's abilities. Oh, okay, essential. He's essentially God.
0: <laughs> that's fair. Um, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, it's it's such an anime game. Like the story is like they're they're forever kids because they had super abilities. And now they have to take this drug to stay children, but they're actually all like a hundred years old, even if they look like they're like anywhere between twelve and sixteen years old.
0: So it's okay to sexualize them, then, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. It's, that's why they do this. Yeah, of course. That's every every anime I've seen where there's like a, a young looking like goddess and she's like, no, I, don't worry about it. I'm a thousand years old. And it's like, uh, this, uh, no, you I know what you're doing here. <laughs> it's why you're we're writers.
0: It's why we're here.
1: <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it gets a little bit repetitive, but uh, I think the combat really blows open later on. Like eventually you can chain all the abilities together on your hot bar so you can, you can make some really cool combos and a lot of the fun really is just just roaming around picking up side quests doing dumb shit i will say the side quests later on were dog shit they make you <laughs> like win fights but with specific conditions which made no sense what kind of conditions be are like you like talking guy,
0: about
1: like, be like a guy on the street and he'd be like hey i need you to kill this thing for me and then you look at it in the quest log it's like only under this one certain constraint can you kill the thing. Like, you need to use this this combo vision during the brain field, while up in the air, then dunking them on the ground, and then summoning another friend. And it's like, the guy just needs, like, some <laughs> beaks. Like, why do I need to do this?
0: <laughs> yeah, but I need beaks that were killed in, like, a really rad way.
1: Really? Like, film it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah flashbacks to tony hawk underground yeah exactly um <laughs> yeah um yeah what else am i not noting there, there's a lot of other nuances to the combat i don't really want to like dig too deep into it um but yeah yeah uh, the combat's explosive i'd say check out a trailer if you get a chance like just like a, a combat trailer well, the combat uh, looks really
0: that... cool from the from the trailers i watched
1: yeah if, if the combat trailer doesn't sell you on this game then there nothing else will <laughs> that's my takeaway from this game
0: so it's I, it's not not worth getting getting for the purpose of the story
1: no 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 catch catch the anime if you if any of the nonsense I said about the narrative appealed to you because it's the, the anime is just the story from the game I don't know oh who they're it, it's like the, the Persona anime. It's like, if you played Persona, we've made an anime that's the game. And he's like, but I played Persona, which is perfect. I'm like, yeah, but we made an anime too. He's like, okay, fine. <laughs> like like the meme, <laughs> like the guy eats shit and he's like, this is shit. And then he pulls it back towards himself, and keeps eating. <laughs> that's like, that's my life.
0: That is a that is an interesting choice. Yeah. So have, have you watched the anime?
1: I don't know if it's out yet or not okay. honestly and i probably will not um like i said the narrative didn't speak to me <laughs> on on a very deep level like i liked it it didn't drive me forward but it wasn't bad it was just an anime story that could have been made by anyone anywhere
0: what is this Which... what is the setting of the game because i've seen photos and it, like parts of it look like it's just in a city but like, where is yeah. this game taking place and when?
1: That's a good question, actually. So, it's uh, a lot of, like, techno mumbo jumbo, or there's just, like, weird techno stuff going on in the city, but the cities are just hubs, really. So, you'll go out into the world, and it's just random biomes for the most part. There's no, like, uh, you move to the next level by going through, like, a transition point. Okay. Like, there's, it's all sort of teleporting. So, you'll teleport to just random biomes, and it's just like, oh, we gotta head here now. it's like... You're on this giant abandoned bridge that goes on for 40 miles, or you're on a construction site, stuff like that. The the whole story of the game is that you're trying to like colonize this world or expand because you've lost ground because of this alien event, I guess would be best to call it, without spoilers. And like alien things will just appear randomly, and those are the main bad guys in the game. So you, you fight them in all these random places. You try and clear out places for society, and then the story gets super anime, and then you end up on like, like, in old Japanese temples and stuff. Like very very random biomes. There's no there's no rhyme or reason to it.
0: Is it open? Like is it uh, is it a open world kind of gameplay, or is it pretty linear?
1: Yes and no. Like, it's it's like all small, medium-sized maps that you teleport between. Um, but yeah, you can go wherever you want in between missions and stuff. The game does a good job of letting you do that. So you'll have in between missions, like a, a mission would normally be like an hour and a half. You'll reach uh, what they call standby phase. And at that time, you can go and pick up side quests and just roam around killing guys, farming stuff to upgrade your gear. Because it is an RPG on top of, like, the action-oriented combat. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a lot to do in the game. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's fairly open without it being, like, Red Dead open. It's, like, teleport to the next map open.
0: And is it slow, like, is it opening things up to you as you go along? Or is it, like, a Skyrim where it's just, like, yeah. here is everything that you could theoretically go to, go to it in whatever you want?
1: No, yeah, you'll, you'll have to do missions to unlock, like, the next biome, and then... And then you'll at the in those standby phases you'll get side quests to go back to the old biomes. So you'll progressively unlock more, but the game is still open to re-explore later. I guess is the right way to phrase it.
0: Okay, is it a multi-playthrough game?
1: Uh, my opinion or no? I'm design? I'm
0: thinking of a game like like Nier, that you know you kind of you need to play through multiple times to really experience the full breadth of it.
1: No, I don't think so um like i said there was a lot of contrived reasons for the female character kasane to be in the same place all the time um her story is pretty weak because like like i said it, it doesn't make much sense it was designed to just be a second complementary story to uh the main characters yui yuito yuito um and his story seems to from what you glean into his story seems to have much more interesting impacts at regular intervals, whereas Kasane's not so much. Like, even the missions were super contrived, like, not just the story elements. So, like, if you really like it, you might want to. I considered it, but I was like, I don't think I'm going to get much out of this. Like, if my levels and stuff carried over somehow, they found some weird way to do that. I would consider it, but yeah...
0: I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel like you've played it through once and you're all set? Yeah, I, I would say so. All right. Seems like a pretty good game. Might have to check this one out. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the story's fun. Uh, it's, it doesn't get in the way of the gameplay. I think that's the best part of it. There's, I mean, it's a Japanese game, so there's a lot of chit-chat. So maybe sometimes it does, but you can just skip that stuff. You're not going to miss anything. I promise
0: you. And I am going to skip it. Like, guaranteed. Yeah. it's I don't I don't play games with words anymore.
1: Yeah, the the best way to experience this game is exclusively through the combat. There's one of the most annoying things about the game is there's so much chit chat in combat. So if you're playing it with like Japanese audio, it'll translate it for you, but it's in like the bottom left corner. So like while you're trying to nail those those fat <laughs> combos, you also are like trying to read the bottom left corner in like fucking twelve font on a sixty-five inch TV. Not gonna have a good time.
0: Well, that was your mistake, having a 65-inch TV.
1: You're right. Well, I mean, I guess I just sit closer, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, my mom told me that was always the best way to do it. Can't see. <laughs> just sit close to the TV, kid.
1: Yeah. No, your your eye sockets are searing. What's well, well, that's your fault. Yeah. Dummy. <laughs>
0: you sound just like my mom. <laughs>
1: I know. Um yeah, that that pretty much wraps up my thoughts on Scarlet Nexus. Let's uh, rank these bad boys. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I'm gonna put it at number two out of f- five of the year, um, just below Loop Hero, just because Loop Hero is like one of the smartest games I've ever made. Like, I still think I will probably end up playing a game that I like better than Loop Hero this year, but it's just it's just a masterpiece. It, it really is. It
0: really is, and I, I haven't. I know that they've made some pretty big changes to it. It's it updates and and balance things since we talked about it and i've been excited to go back and play it some more
1: oh god yeah that's a game i would like thoroughly read the patch notes because they don't give you any information as it is (laughs) so like they'd probably give away a lot more in patch notes or something yeah i'm or they won't that wouldn't surprise me either yeah
0: that just you know major changes made end of list (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm going to put edf a world brothers at number two With an incredibly large caveat that you probably shouldn't buy it. (laughs) I had so much fun with it, but it is generally very problematic. (laughs) So I don't I don't know what to do. It's I don't know. It's like watching a Tarantino film or something like it's just like this is fun, but (laughs) there's a lot of stuff going on here that I'm going to need to unpack.
1: The director of this movie keeps saying the N-word. I'm not sure if it's for the film anymore. Why do we
0: keep seeing the bottom of Margot Robbie's feet? Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> what a stupid question. Next, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to put it at number two with, like, an asterisk covering most of it. Not just to <laughs> the left of it, but, like, covering the majority of the entry itself. <laughs> so you're censoring it. Yes. I am censoring my own decision to put it at number 2, but I am owning it. I am going to say that it is my second favorite game we've talked about this year, but right, well, everything I said.
1: Okay. <laughs> we'll see what happens in our uh, end of year wrap up, I guess. Oh god, I, I can't. It's interesting to revisit this topic.
0: Oh god, I can't imagine.
1: <laughs> well, number 2 stands a good chance. All right. Let's uh let's get out of here cuz I have a cheeseburger waiting for Oh you. yeah,
0: get get that burger, boy.
1: Yeah, oh, t- oh don't need to tell me. I I've been Brent. Uh, you can find. No, wait. You say your name next, and then I'll do the rest. <laughs> wait, no. I've been Brent Arcadia. I can't. I'm so fucking hungry. Brent <laughs> A.K.A. Arcadia, along with.
0: Oh, uh, I've been uh, Andy A.K.A. Saul Talker.
1: Yeah. Uh, follow us.
0: Follow us on Game Off
1: Podcast at everything. Twitter, maybe Instagram. I don't remember what happened with that. Uh, definitely subscribe to us. Definitely comment and. Uh, review. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll we'll take your feedback to heart. We'll talk about it and uh, like shame ourselves in public. We're, we don't have any shame. Yeah,
0: I know you guys out there have have hot takes on my hot takes. Like, what's your favorite game that's racist? Like, just <laughs> don't just tell no, no. just tell us what your favorite racist game is. No, those, those, those thoughts should be mutually exclusive.
1: <laughs> you can have favorite games and you can have racist games. No, I I want I want to know what everyone's like Andy.
0: most. Like, what? what's your most problematic favorite game? A game that you love, but you're like, oh, I really shouldn't be playing this. <laughs> That's better, I, think. I, I This, You know, the kind of game that you'd, like, put in a brown paper bag when you bought it from the shop. Like, I don't want anyone to see me buying this.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'll take you back to high school and buying Hentai. Yeah, exactly. I'm
0: gonna buy, I'm going to buy EDF World Brothers, but I'm actually going to put it in a Red Dead Redemption case because I don't want anyone to see me <laughs> buying what is... <laughs> Possibly the most racist game ever released by a AAA studio.
1: E- Alright, that's what <laughs> came off 50. <laughs> Good luck and goodbye.